Let's talk about skiing. I'm Joel Cameron, and this is the Tahoe Ski Pod. Hey skiers, in today's podcast, I'm talking with South Lake Tahoe private performance coach, Elliot Almsden. Elliot is a certified trainer with the National Strength and Conditioning Association, is Exos Performance Certified, and holds a Master's of Science in Coaching and Exercise Science. A lifelong skier, Elliot goes over how to get ready for this upcoming ski season, how to recover from an injury and get yourself ready to get back on the snow, and some tips on getting your mind right to get ready to shred this upcoming ski season. Let's get into it. All right, Elliot, thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, I appreciate you having me, Joel. This is going to be awesome, man. All right. So uh, how are things down there on South Shore right now? Everything's good. Um, yeah, I think, like I mentioned before the show here, I'm going through my own uh, rehabilitation process of an ACL reconstruction. So been pretty busy with that, um, but it's been, a, it's been a great opportunity to, to network and get to know all the people down at um, uh, PT Revolution. So it's, it's worked out in my favor. I'm going to learn a lot. And as a strength coach, I've never had to, had to go through this much uh, injury re- rehabilitation on my own. I've only worked through it <clears throat> with my clients. Yeah, it's probably some uh, good information for figuring it out from the other side, right? Yeah, 100%. And in the future, I'll really be able to personalize with with those who are going through this. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm sure that you've told other people this here too, and I've experienced this in the past, that sometimes injury can can actually be a, a benefit in the long run. You can you can learn some stuff, nothing else. Oh, 100%. Yeah. All right. So, so, um, tell us a little bit about your history with skiing. You grew up in South, in South Lake uh, Tahoe, right? Correct. Yeah. So, you know, just like grew up in South Lake Tahoe, Tahoe kid. I've uh, been skiing since I could walk basically. Um, as far as like as competition wise, I didn't do too much competition. Um, skiing was just kind of one of those outlets for me. And, and the way that I, you know, I guess I gravitated to it is, uh, you know, through my dad and one of his friends and he had some kids my age and, we called ourselves the dad team and we grew up, uh, you know, skiing kind of like 80s style moguls and we would just ski bumps yeah. all day and, and right. shred bumps. And that was kind of our, our, our deal. And, you know, I've done a couple races and, and had a couple, you know, years through, through different teams, but I, I guess I just like the freedom, um, that I got to experience with skiing with, uh, just my buddies. But I mean, we, we skied hard. We, I mean, I, I remember skiing the face when I was, when I was about nine years old. And, you know, once I, once I completed that, I mean, I was, I was hooked into anything that was extreme. So yeah, it was, it was a little bit more, uh, gorilla, if you will, and not so structured, but, you know, definitely had, had put my time in. Yeah. That's good, good times. Um, do you ever think about the connection between skiing all those moguls when you were young and your current knee situation now? Um, not so much. Uh, you know, I think, I think, uh, definitely skiing the moguls and stuff definitely helped with my athletic career. I, I did end up playing college football and I think, um, just learning skills that at that age, you know, and you're so pliable, it just helps lay a foundation athletically for the future. So, um, I wouldn't say that it was anything destructive. Um, but you know, it definitely, it definitely trained my body and I definitely, it got me strong and my legs, my legs were always strong as heck. 
um, just from having a ski foundation. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That early, that, that tr- kid training kids is, is, is the way to go for sure. Oh yeah. It, it's, it's, it's just not the same otherwise. Right. Um, so, so you went from skiing to football, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and skiing and football and the other sport I played was hockey and, um, hockey was actually a transition I took into football. So skiing and, and hockey went together. Well, you know, you're on blades, you're on edges all day. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, because of skiing, I had a good, you know, skating background. And I guess I just like to, I like to figure out that I like to hit people and I loved contact. So, uh, you know, that gravitated to playing uh, football in high school. And then, uh, you know, that was my motivation to go to school after high school was, was to continue playing. So, um, but yeah, you know, I, again, I, I, I would say that a lot of that foundation of my athleticism definitely came from just hours on the mountain when I was a little kid. Awesome. And then how did you get into fitness training? Um, through different, you know, uh, influences in the, in the, in the town specifically. One of, one of the first and earliest, uh, influences was in my senior year, just after when I was going to go into play college football, um, South Lake Tahoe CrossFit actually hosted the football team and was training some of them and they let me train for free. I mean, Dell and all those guys down there, they were, they were great. And they kind of, they kind of gave me a little bit of a, of a charge for the, you know, for, for training and, um, in college and especially in football, you're always in the weight room, you're trying to do whatever you can. And, you know, I just really loved that aspect of it. It was an outlet. Um, and then I found out that I could make a living through it. And, you know, I really started to dig into the science of everything. And, you know, that's when, that's when everything really blew up for me. And as far as how interesting everything is and the human body is, is just amazing. And, you know, what you can train it to do and what it can adapt to do is, is amazing. And the science for me is, is definitely something I can, I can get carried away with. <clears throat> cool. Well, let's, um, let's get into it then. Awesome. Um, what are the top three things people can do to get ready to ski this season? So I would say, you know, just to make this simple, um, the first thing, and these aren't in any order, but you know, the first thing is just to consider tapering yourself into a season. And the good thing with skiing, you know, compared to other sports is the season itself will kind of do that. Like early season skiing, there's not that much snow. There's not that much stuff open on the mountain. It limits your ability to ski with intensity you know what i mean so um you know all these big runs aren't going to be open right away and you know it, it gives you a couple of weeks to just kind of go and, and ski pretty mellow or or ride pretty mellow um and then as the season builds as we get more snow as the mountain opens up you know then you can start adding intensity um you know so if i would compare this to other sport training you know, with other sports, you're always trying to make sure that you taper and precondition properly into the season. The biggest thing you don't want to do is, is go too, too hard, too fast. You know, that's where the injuries happen. You gotta, you gotta let your body progress into the sport. So I would say, you know, that's a big first and foremost is, is just consider yourself, you know, consider the taper into the season. Don't go too hard, too fast. Um, you know, secondly, kind of going into the physical, you know, specifics of it, Um, you're going to, I would, I would definitely recommend, um, taking a preseason training block, whether it's five weeks, six weeks, but something that, you know, you are progressively, um, loading your body with consideration to the physics that your body's going to have to be, you know, what's, what's going to be called upon during that sport, you know, and, and you want to, you want to do that from a holistic point of view so you want to address 
your mobility, your range of motion. You want to address, you know, the, the strength of your core. You want to address your energy systems. And, and the other part about training that we forget about is also we want to address fueling and recovery. So, you know, get yourself in a good mindset of, hey, how do I properly fuel before this session? And how, how do I unwind and how do I recover for the next session? So um, I guess that would be my, my quick physical tip is, you know, train, but also make sure that you're, you're recovering, you know, what are the other 23 hours of the day besides that one hour training period? What do those look like? Make sure you're fueling right. yourself and, and, and getting yourself ready for the next day. You know, I think that's a big one. And I guess lastly is, is, uh, you know, our, our mindset going into skiing, you know, depending on your competition level or your level of intensity, um, you know, go, going into it, if you want to ski harder this year, make some goals, you know, make sure that those goals are sustainable and realistic. And then also make sure you, you have a process of a way to evaluate those goals and, and a process of how you can hack at those goals. So I guess um, to, to summarize those three, my first one would be make sure, you know, taper yourself into the season, have a trickle effect going in you know, cover all the physical training on a holistic point of view. And, and then last is have a good mindset and something set some realistic expectations. But, you know, if you got some goals, uh, getting better for the season, or if you're, you know, a competitive skier, um, make sure you jot those things down and, and, and make those realistic. And, you know, they're in your view every day so that, you know, you, you're, uh, you're on track to, to, to hit those expectations that you have preseason, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Yeah. That sounds great. I, I, um, the first thing you said when you, when you were talking about, yeah, the, the most important thing is to be mellow in the beginning of the season. I was like, uh Oh, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know cause I know, I know that it, it, you know, the mentality I think for a lot of people when you're coming back is everyone's just so fired up. So I think that's great advice. You know, uh, you know, we've all, we've all had a friend or maybe it's ourselves who've gone out there too fast, too soon and ruined a season. So right. Yeah, there's 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 that too. There's the whole season in front of you. So I always yeah. I always try to keep that in mind. But yeah, it's it's a definite definitely a hard thing to do. And then as far as um as far as tapering into the season, you know, we're here in the beginning of October now. So we've got we've got a little bit of time. So right. so let's say I, you know, I I I just been sitting on my butt all summer long. Um, what are, what are some things, what are some, I mean, and we can get into specifics if you want and talk about yeah. specific exercises or just a general mindset about what I should be doing right now, like starting today or tomorrow just to start getting ready. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first thing is again, I'm a, I'm a big mindset guy. So, so don't freak out if you have, like, don't, don't get yourself into this rush sense of urgency or something where you're like, Oh my, you know, you start just kind of tripping that the fact that you haven't done anything. So that's not going to be productive. Right. Um, I mean, the your your option a would be your most you know opti you know your optimized option would be find find a facility find a strength coach some like myself and there's going to be some other people that i mentioned in this in later in this discussion um that are offering a training course or a training regimen um that is specifically geared to the the physical you know, demands of the sport. So that'd be my first option. Go, you know, go find a professional because, because then you don't have to think all you got to do is show up and, 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 and work on what they're, they're assisting you. So that's, that's, that's my first 
um, you know, tip. But if, you know, if, if you can't do that, then obviously let's, let's, let's look at your training. Let's get your body ready. Um, you know, the one of the most foundational lessons that, you know, as a strength coach that we learn is we learn this principle called the said principle, you know, spelled said S A I D. And, you know, it's an acronym meaning, uh, specific adaptations on imposed demands, meaning that our body is going to make these adaptations on what we impose it to do. So what we want to try to f- figure out is, well, we need to look at the physics of our sport and we need to work backwards from the sport to the point where you are now. So, you know, if you're on the couch and you go to a training session right away, you're going to wreck yourself if you, right. you want to get too hard. So you're yeah. going to have to work backwards and say, okay, from the couch, I just need to get kind of my general, general kind of physical preparedness. I need to get a little bit of a cardio uh, going. I need to get a little bit of strength going. Um, and then from there, we can start going a little bit more specific. Hey, let's let's go and, you know, what are the joint angles that we look at? Okay, we're, we're predominantly squatting, you know, and, and having to hold these positions under high force, you know, especially the, the more intense that you ski or ride. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's make sure that, our training is reflective in the way that the sport requires our body to move. So a lot of it is holding a position. So, you know, something as simple as, you know, you're doing a goblet squat where you're holding a kettlebell on the front of your body and maybe you're going down to the bottom of your squat and you're holding that sucker for five to, you know, 10 seconds. And then you're, you're coming up with control and good form, you know, so Mm -hmm. that could be something that's specific that you can work into, but it's always trying to take the sport and working backwards from the sport. Now you don't want to go crazy and turn your training into a circus training where you're, where you're trying to, you know, you don't bring your freaking skis into the gym (laughs) and, and try to balance the bar on your back, you know, understand that you want to find the, the most sustainable but safest training regimen that's going to prepare your body right so uh, again you know it's it's it could be a whole multitude of different approaches um you know let's say if, if you're somebody who's who's you know already doing something like crossfit that's that's great you're in you're in you know general form or general condition to train hard so now let's let's start to take a little bit more consideration away from the sport of crossfit and let's take in consideration for the sport that you want to now you know put more time into and that skiing so um you know add add some more specific exercises again like i said something as general as holding a squat or maybe it's a lunge or you know again just addressing the same range of motions and and i guess shapes that you're gonna have to hold when you're when you're skiing and riding you know and you're putting your body through these high forces so um again the training talk i could definitely go for hours and hours and hours and on that but i kind of wanted to make it simple on and not overwhelm all of our listeners with that (laughs) yeah so 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 a question for you then because your your um your advice your first piece of advice there um, you were telling people, Hey, let's go out and find someone to work with. So, and then, and then also you mentioned CrossFit. So let's say somebody is, you know, working at a CrossFit or working out at a CrossFit gym, something like that. Should they be seeking out a trainer who is specifically going to be helping them with skiing as somebody that has some sort of knowledge, some sort of ski base Are the specific movements and exercises that the trainer's having somebody do, um, I mean, does that make a difference? Can, can you get that same sort of thing from a general trainer? Do you need to find somebody that's ski oriented? What, what do you think? You know, it's, it's, that's kind of where it comes into, there's, there's going to be a bit of shopping, right. For the coach. Now let's say if you're at a, at a CrossFit gym, you know, luckily we live in this, in this town and we all live it. So skiing is probably something that's going to be pretty common, 
amongst you know anybody working here so the good thing and the privilege about being up here is you know for the most part there's a pretty big chance that your coach if you are doing that you know um you are at a crossfit gym or wherever you are there's going to be a coach there that that has skied before or that skis and so you know sitting down getting their attention talking to them and seeing if you know if you're in a group setting if you can modify some of the workouts you know for the most part you know a lot of crossfit coaches are educated on how to modify so you can talk to them hey i want to modify this i really want to work on x y and z you know i really you know i i feel that you know I need to adjust this workout some some way, and a good coach is always going to take your consideration in, and they're going to taper it because it's, you know it's not about us as the coaches; it's always about what you guys are getting out of our clients, our athletes. So, right. uh, I would say first and foremost, you know, have that conversation, talk to them, see what their thoughts are. You know, you can, and then you can um, kind of do some research on your own a little bit. You can reach out to uh, myself. You know, I'll give you my information at the end of this. Um, if you want to do so, but, you know, again, it's, it starts with that conversation and it starts with just seeking out that, that knowledge. And I think one of the biggest things, you know, with, that I've seen, especially with the general public who like to enjoy recreational sport is, you know, it's almost scared to ask the questions and then they're, right. Oh, I'll just, I'd, I'd rather just go on Instagram or I'd rather just go on Facebook and find this information. And that's, that's where we get lost. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of crud out there. Um, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit more efficient. If you seek out that expert, or you seek out that trainer and, and you have that conversation, um, about what your goals are and everything. And, you know, and you, you talk about how you can modify, you know, let's say if it's specific, we're talking about CrossFit, you know, it's, Hey, let's, you know, Hey, today coach, I, you know, I really want to think about skiing and stuff like that. And, you know, they'll probably advise you, Hey, let's, let's go a little bit slower. Let's not, you know, let's not worry about the time of your workout or whatever, but let's, let's focus on holding these positions. Let's really focus on your form. And, you know, um, you know, let's, let's maybe we'll add a pause on the bottom of this, you know, lunge or something like that. That's going to be again, um, a little bit more specific to the demands of skiing, right. You know, or, or riding. Um, cause again, the the basic i guess from a physiological biomechanical level um when we look at the sport it's it's we're holding this position we're trying to hold our edge we're trying to hold this lean we're trying to hold this shape under these high forces Mm -hmm. um you know so when we look at you know not to go too deep into the muscle and how that works but no go when a a muscle stretches (laughs) when a muscle stretches under load Mm -hmm. it's contracting you know it's not relaxing it's still contracting. So you could imagine the, uh, it's like the kind of the, uh, the Atlas guy where he's got these two stones on either, you know, either hand and they're pulling them apart. Well, that's, you know, that's our muscle being con- contracted under load as, as, as it's being stretched. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not relaxing. It's, it's holding on. So that's when that muscle is contracting while stretching, it's called the eccentric contraction. So that can be, you know, exemplified as if you're squatting, it's, it's the way down, you know? So, um, something specific that you can do is, Hey, let's, instead of just kind of going down and up, Hey, let's, let's specifically give, you know, give ourselves a long five seconds where I have to control a long, smooth five seconds going down to the bottom of my squat. Um, and then the bottom position, that's going to be called the isometric contraction. That's where our you know, our, our, our muscle is no longer lengthening and, you know, now our muscles contracting to hold that position. And then the last aspect of 
of the squat, if you will, would be the going up phase. So that's where the muscle shortening and that's what we call the concentric contraction. So if we think about that, skiing is mostly the going down portion and controlling ourselves going down and holding at the bottom much more than it is going up out of the squat. Yeah. Do you kind of understand me with yeah. that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, looking at your training, that's an easy way to, again, as we work back from the sport to look at like, okay, cool. Now something simple is instead of just squatting up and down for 10 reps, well, let's, let's cut the reps in half so I can keep my form under this load. Um, but let's, let's take a little bit longer going down on the eccentric portion. Let's hold at the bottom. So now we're getting a little bit more time under that tension, that mm-hmm. tension, but, um, our intent is a lot different because now we're really trying to hold these shapes with good form, good back position, um, and all that. So, you know, that's, that's something that's, that's a little bit more, um, you know, taken into biomechanics of, you know, again, how we can work back from the sport, um, into where we are now. So, um, not to, not to go too much into the weeds, but I think that's that's great. I think that's, that's great advice. I'm sitting here, like taking notes on this stuff. I'm like, Oh, this, Love is, this, this is amazing. Yeah. I mean, nobody, yeah. nobody's ever told me that stuff before to be <laughs> honest with you, Ellie. I've been, to, you know, I've been to a few gyms here and there. I've worked with a couple of trainers here and there right? and nobody's mentioned that. So, you know, honestly, I do think, you know, uh, that, it, that having that knowledge, I mean, knowing, knowing what, what it's for and, and having that end goal with your training and I think it, it is, is super duper important. And, and hopefully the trainer that you're working with can, um, it has that level of knowledge and is able to work back from skiing and give you those, those exercises or even that general advice that you just gave everybody. Right. Uh, otherwise I, you know, I think they do need to, to work with someone like yourself or, you know, someone, someone that knows about, knows about skiing. Cause like I said, that's, that's new advice to me and I've been around a little bit. So, yes. all right. So. All right. So, so, all right. So that's somebody that's, 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 let's, let's say that's average Joe, right. Right. I'm um, getting ready for skiing. So, but what about someone that um, has, has suffered an injury uh, over the course of maybe the summer, maybe, maybe, maybe last winter and, and not so much maybe the specifics about what this person should be doing to get ready for the season, because I'm assuming that if someone has an injury, they're probably working with someone on specifics and getting their, their body physically ready, but right. more, how do you approach a season? How do you, uh, uh, you know, psychologically, mentally, just, um, you know, other than your, your physical training, getting ready to, to get back after an injury? Um, you know, that's where I go back to the, to the mindset stuff. And, you know, I guess I'll quickly just, you know, give a name out, um, his name is Ryan Carr, and he works out of South Lake Tahoe, and he actually works out of Barton Performance. He has a website called Car Driven Performance, and that's a car with two R's. But um, he he specifically is a mental performance coach, and I've sought out his advice. Um, but you know, again, I'm I'm still educated in some of the basics of that. So I would say start from the mindset first. Again, going back to being goal orientated. Um, you know, and, and setting a real, you know, realistic expectation for yourself, depending on that level of injury and how catastrophic it was and what the rehabilitation process was. Um, you know, the biggest thing is one, we want to have trust in, in that limb or that appendage that was injured. Right. So we want to make sure that, you know, we, we fully trust so that when we, you know, are under high speeds and high load, we're not second guessing ourselves. We're fully, we're fully committed. And, you know, um, right. I guess from, you know, early ages when I was playing football in high school, you know, one of our, our athletic trainers who, um, 
she's one of the best physical therapists in town. Her name's Angie and she's, she's pretty renowned um, around South Lake. But I remember, I remember her being an athletic trainer and as like, like freshman or sophomore year, I remember she, she mentioned, you know, um, a lot of times when you play slow is when you end up getting hurt or when you hesitate or something like, you know, where you're, where you're not fully committed to it. So um, getting your mindset to the point to where you're fully trusting, whether it's that knee or that back or something, you fully trusted that rehabilitation process. Um, and then taking consideration that you've tapered your training into a point where now you're, you're sustainable, you're robust and enough to handle those forces. And then now it's, now it's a matter of, okay, let's go out there. Let's, 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 let's ride. Let's not get overwhelmed with negative thoughts. Let's continue to be positive about your, about your progression. And, and, um, again, it, a lot of it's going to be expectation. You know, if you're coming back from something that's, that's pretty, pretty invasive, you know, having the expectation that you're going to jump onto the mountain and, and go right down, you know, right down the face or, or, you know, or something, something pretty extreme is probably not the best expectation to have. Right. Take a couple of days. Let's let's get yourself back on just the skis. Get yourself on some blues. Get yourself on some greens if you even need to. Yep. Um, but again, getting yourself back to that that feeling and and letting yourself constantly be reminded that this is a long season, um, and there's going to be many season ahead of you. You know, it's not even if this season you didn't get to where you previously were. That's okay. You know, we're going to have a season again, and we're going to have another training season. Um, so again, it's. It's looking at this 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 lens through a long term point of view is going to be your best bet. Being right. goal oriented and being realistic, right? Yeah. Now, when someone's when someone's coming back from an injury, it, what's the expectation? Do you you know? Let's say let's just take your injury for example. Just just you know because we were talking about it earlier. Yeah. You you you, you messed up your knee somehow, and you're coming back from that. Is the expectation that everything's going to feel the same that it did before or things, even if they're repaired all the way and everything is physically the same, is it still going to feel different? You know, is that my, my question being is that, you know, even though everything is maybe physically all right, if you get back out in the snow and it just doesn't feel the same, then that can creep into your head and, and eat away at that, at that confidence. So can you give totally. some advice about what, about that? Yeah. I mean, 100%. And that's, you know, it's something that, you know, I'm definitely going to learn here firsthand. And it's, it's something that I've, I've also learned through, I mean, my, my experience, you know, has, has been primarily working, you know, at the highest level, I, I was working with NFL athletes that were coming back from injury, or I was also working with, um, you know, wounded um, military operators um, that okay. had had catastrophic injuries, and they're getting prepared to go return to duty. So, you know, in these, in, in their cases, you know, they're, they're going to experience that at a much higher level because they're the level of stress that they're at is a little bit more right. extreme than just a recreational skier. Yeah. But a lot of the conversation came around the same thing, you know, Hey, you did, you know, you did go through this invasive process, you know, and we have taken the time first and foremost, you need to recognize that you've, that you've done all this work and that if, if you are cleared by a medical professional to return, they didn't just clear you willy nilly. You cleared because you met a criteria of of movement capacity and of 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 biomechanical soundness. So one is is to trust that, and, you know. Two is is again going back to your expectation, having it a little bit more loose and a little bit more realistic. It is going to feel different. 
you know, you have been working through this. It's, it's not going to feel the, the same right away. Um, you know, and so a lot of the conversations that, you know, we would have with, you know, these, these performers under high stress was coming back to that mindset. It, when you're going to get these negative thoughts about it, you can't sit there and ruminate on it. You know, it's, it, you know, mindset training is, is a lot tougher than it thinks because it's so easy to get overwhelmed with these bad thoughts. Oh my God, my leg feels like crap. It's terrible. It's not ready. You know, it's, it's easy to go down that wormhole and it's not as easy to sit there and go, no, this is a process. This is, I gotta, you know, Hey, let's, it, it feels different, but it feels okay. Let's continue to work on my technique and, and understand and continue to build and build and build, you know, and we look in the, in the world of professional sport. It's amazing what some of those professionals are able to come back from and then compete, you know, right. um, you know, there's countless, countless examples of just these catastrophic injuries that somebody will have. And then they'll be there competing the next season at the highest level. Yeah. Um, obviously going in with the mindset of right away, that's, you know, obviously that's not going to be sustainable, but again, reminding yourself that you know, our bodies are capable of amazing freaking things, but we need to be realistic in, in the timeline that we can return to that level of performance. So I, I, a lot of it comes down to just, just the, our, our psychology, if you will. Right. Yep. Now, do you suggest that people work with someone? Because I, I feel like, you know, you're saying it, part of this is you, know, you want to set reasonable expectations for how, how long it's going to take for you to get back from an injury back to where you were previously. And I think that, you know, our tendency just as humans is to sort of forget how long that process took in the first place and maybe try to rush to rush to that endpoint. So do you think it's a good idea to maybe work with someone who can set some actual milestones for you and monitor that process so that, you know, okay, I'm ready to go to the next step. I'm ready to go to the next step. So, so on and so forth. Oh yeah. 100%. I mean, uh, for, for a lot of, you know, all, all of this, you know, I mean, seeking out a professional or who's can, you know, their whole life and their, the, all of their education is, is based on and surrounded by getting athletes back to their sport, you know, especially from a psychology point of view, you know, of course, if you can, and, um, and if you, if you can, and if you don't have the, the, the funds to, that's okay too. You know, you don't have to, 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 you know, um, freak out about that. You can also just do little things. You can start a, a journal. You can start writing these things. You can start a quick mantra with yourself, you know, okay. yep. um, every time you kind of face one of those little barriers, Hey, just remind yourself, it's a process. Hey, I'm, I'm a lot better than I was two weeks ago, you know? So, yeah. you know, so there's, there's some quick little things to do and, you know, and, and, you know, luckily, um, uh, the mental health has become much more um, dominant, I guess, in our society. It's, it's looked at a little bit more. So now there's, it's going to be, there's a lot more resources coming out um, to help us with that. So uh, I guess, you know, you could definitely do a lot of research down there. Yeah. 100%. Not, not as stigmatized and a lot, a lot more available and, and all the rest of it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're definitely not soft if you're doing it, you know? Right. <laughs> you yeah. No, I mean, it's hard. I think, Right. People re recognize the importance of, of having your mind right um, when it comes to, comes to physical activities as well. 100%. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that, I think that's all really great advice. So, all right. So let's say uh, I'm getting ready to go skiing and now let's jump forward to ski season. Unfortunately, we can't do it for real, but we can just <laughs> imagine it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, let's say I'm going to go skiing tomorrow morning. What should I be doing in the morning before I head out uh, on the hill? Um, number one, I mean, 
let's let me work back from the morning is make sure you've got some sleep, make sure that night before yeah, you got yeah. plenty of fuel, um, you know, and, and again, you've, you've got your, your recovery process set in, you know, and, um, you know, and then you've also kind of set yourself up, um, you know, to win in the morning, you know, making sure that, that everything's ready, that you, obviously your gear's all ready to go and stuff like that. So you don't have to, to, to get frustrated or anything in the morning. And, you know, again, in the morning, wake up, get some fuel, hydrate yourself. Um, if you're into taking supplements, that's cool too. Um, you know, you can supplement with some, you know, I always supplement with caffeine. I'm a big coffee drinker. So, um, get some caffeine down. Yeah. I also, um, I've also experimented with um, a supplement called beta alanine that helps with, with the energy systems. And that's something oh. that's, that's definitely helped with, with skiing. And it's, it's a widely researched supplement. It's not something that's got a lot of fluff in it. It's, it's, it's something that our body already creates, but again, we can add more and um, that could be one supplement that I will definitely recommend for people. But um, okay. I, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, a little asterisk with supplements, uh, remember that it's a supplement for your diet. Make sure that you're getting a, a good diet before you dive into supplements. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, wake up, get some, you know, get some good, good fueling in you, something that's pretty balanced. We know that, um, if we look at the energy demands of skiing, um, we're primarily using a lot of carbohydrates and fat as our energy development. Um, and then the protein aspect is going to be how we rebuild from, I guess, the, the damage that our muscles take from a long day of skiing. So um, making sure that your fueling is representative of, of, what, um, uh, of what our you know, skiing demands of us. So, yeah, get some good fuel in you, get a good mindset and set yourself up for, for a good day. Your gear's all checked out. You know, you're, you're you got plenty of time to shovel out your car if you're trying to make first chair and all that kind of stuff. And if you if you are a person who's had lingering injuries or uh, coming back from an injury, you know, making sure that you do some sort of warm up is also going to be, you know, in, in important to you. And depending on that injury, that's going to be specific to that. But if you're a general person um, who hasn't had that, again, I'll get warm up um, in the morning, you know, right, maybe right before you get in the car or maybe you know, when you're right before you put your boots on or something, something quick where you're doing a quick dynamic stretch of, of, you know, the quadriceps, the hamstrings, um, perhaps doing something that stimulates a little bit of core. Um, yep. It doesn't have to be too long. You don't have to sit there in the parking lot for an hour and foam roll or anything. You could just do something <laughs> quick, do a couple squats, do a couple, you know, quadricep hamstring stretches, you know, something, yep. something very simple. Um, you know, and then, and then now you're kind of in your head, you're like, okay, I've fueled, I've recovered. I've prepared, you know, now I can, I can go, I can go shred. I can go have some fun. Awesome. So question for you. So the first thing I thought about actually, before I asked you the question, um, when you were talking about having a good breakfast is like a, all those powder days when you're in a huge hurry and you just yeah. grab something and go out the door, you know, right. which right. is like, okay, that's once again, let's, let's, let's all just, I think a big part of this, all, all, all your advice you've been given is let's, let's slow down a little bit and, and, and think about what we're doing. And in the long run, it's going to work out a little bit better. So same, same thing with making sure you get some good food in the morning. Um, but I guess my question for you um, about stretching is that now, are you, are you, I've heard both sides of this now, both mm -hmm. sides of this debate. So I want to know, are you a static <laughs> stretching guy or not a static stretching guy? Um, so here we go. I'm not going to give you a yes or no, right? Oh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, you know, it's, 
again, the, every single freaking answer and, and, and strength is, it's always, it depends, which is frustrating, but okay. yep. it, both can be beneficial. You know, there's research on both, but it's the timing of which we want to do it. So if we look at static stretching, we're, you know, we, we're just getting something so elongated and to a certain point, we don't want to be Gumby out there, right? We need yep. some rigidity to, to manage these impact forces. So static stretching might be a better recovery than it is for preparing our bodies correct you know if you kind of see me Mm -hmm. unless it's something that it's an injury and we are having trouble with a specific range you know if if i'm having trouble you know my quads always super tight then i might want to include a little bit of static stretching before i go into something that's a little bit more dynamic does that make sense so yep um a little bit of both but it's always you know it's depending on your history it's depending on if you've had injuries it's also depending on your level of competition and you know if you're a person that hey you know i always static stretch and you know and i I don't feel right if i don't go out there well mindset is pretty important so if if that's your case that's fine do do your static stretch but just consider the fact that we don't want to be too loose and too Gumby-like out there because, again, we we need to be robust enough to to resist these forces that are and these crazy physics that go through us when we're skiing and especially at full speed. So, um, I would favor dynamic stretching before one hundred percent. Something that's gonna something's gonna raise your 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 temperature. Something's gonna you know give a little bit more elongation to the muscles. It's gonna help you get into the positions that you need to get into, and then. Once you can get into those positions, you know, it, it, it wouldn't hurt you right before you put your, you know, your, your boots on, sit there and hold a 30 second squat, right? Get your body prepared to that. So at least when you're going through the run, you're not already thinking about, oh my God, my legs are already on fire. You, you kind of experienced in that. And now it's, I'm expecting that. And now I can work through it. Awesome. Will. Yep. That makes, that makes, a, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. So, um, all right. So are there any common mistakes people make with uh, their fitness training? I think the, you know, at, like skiing is it's, is it's just too much too fast. Right. So, you know, you talked about it. We, we want to jump on it and we want to, we want to try to get these results now. Right. A lot of the times, and especially in the way our society works these days is, you know, we love instant gratification. Right. Um, and with training and any sort of, any sort of realm where you're trying to, you know, create some sort of adaptation with your body, you need to have a bigger lens. You need to have a longer plan. You know, it's, it, I can't just do, Oh, the 15 day freaking crush myself, you know, boot camp thing that in 15 days I'll all be completely ready just because I've, I've thrown myself to the wolves and wrecked myself every day for 15 days. That's not really going to be sustainable, right? We want to have a trickle into our training, just like we trickle into our season. Um, so uh, that's going to be the first you know, part. And the second is, is a lot of people don't train with a plan. A lot of people will just go to the, go to the gym and they see whatever's open and they're like, all right, I'll do a couple sets here. I'll do a couple sets of there. It's, you know, it's, it's for me, it's kind of the dichotomy between a, a workout and an actual training regimen, right? A workout is, uh, right. is daily, right? We just figured that out that day. It's, it's kind of fleeting. We're a training regimen. It's, it's, it's a plan. Um, it's, uh, I want to be, I want to get from A to B. How do I get there? Am I, am I progressing myself into more difficult movements? Am, is, is my body slowly, you know, 
um, I guess, understanding the demands that I'm trying to put on it to prepare it for, for the demands of the season. Right. So, you know, it's, we, we, a lot of times we want to microwave our food, right. But we all know that microwave food doesn't taste as good as, as a food that we took our time to prepare. Right. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. sometimes you need to microwave, Hey, you have to do, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that like, you know, if, 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 if so be it, and you're like, I only had a week to train before the season. It doesn't mean don't go do it you know, still go train, of course, still go prepare yourself. But you know, there's, there's levels of optimization to this process, right? (laughs) Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That, that's all. That's, that's great advice. I, I, I'm, I, I like the idea of, of with a lot of these sort of of things that we've been talking about backing out a little bit and trying to get a a wider view or a longer view of what the situation is. Right. Um, I feel like that's a, it's a common thread. Yeah. Um, right through a lot of this stuff so is there is there anything else uh our listeners still need to know anything that we missed something that uh you, you need to mention i mean we, i feel like we've we've got a lot through it um you know and i i guess uh this is a good time for for me to kind of give you guys some resources um yeah. i know that through in south lake um specifically and, and sorry to my north lake and Truckee and you know, surrounding area listeners, I don't have as much information of facilities that you could train at, but I know in South Lake here, for, you know, specifically, I know that through uh, PT Revolution, um, a coach named Nick Ward, um, he's run it last year. And I, I think that we actually, they ran it out of um, South Tahoe CrossFit, but he's going to be offering a, a several week um, preseason ski conditioning um, class. And, you know, luckily it was cool. Cause he asked me to help out and be on board with that. So, cool. um, although I'll be probably crutching around or in a knee brace, I definitely will be able to coach. <laughs> My demonstrations won't be very good, but, <laughs> but, um, I'll definitely be able to talk people through it. And I know, um, the other facility that's going to be offering something similar is, is Barton performance. So okay. those are two, you know, those are two facilities. Um, and, and with Barton performance, that's again, that's Ryan Carr over there and he's a great coach has a lot of expertise. So, um, you know, even though I'm not specifically working with him, I'm still going to plug him cause he's, he's a great resource for the community to reach out to. So those, awesome. you know, that's, that's two groups right there that are offering, um, that are offering physical classes. Um, the other thing you could do is, um, you could reach out to me. Um, my Instagram is probably the best way to get a handle on me. And that's just coach E, uh, coach dot E dot Amsden, A M S D E N. That's my last name. And, you know, reach out to me and, you know, we can, I, I train, um, through a remote platform that allows me to, to prescribe exercises to somebody who just, you know, is a, is a daily gym goer and just has access to a regular gym. Or even if you don't have access to a gym and, you know, even if you don't even have equipment, I can still help you out and I can still program for you, um, via, you know, remote coaching. So it's something I've done in the past. And, you know, I've, I've worked only with a handful of skiers because I was at, you know, I was living out of town for, for 10 years and working with a, you know, a bunch of different athletes, but training is training. And, getting the body to adapt to a stimulus is it, it's just the same formula. I just gotta, you just gotta, you know, take in different aspects of what that sport demands of us. So, you know, that's a couple plugs right there. And, you know, between, between those, th- these three, um, you can get a lot of information and you can really get yourself covered. Awesome. Well, Elliot, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Um, and uh, I hope to see you out there on the Hill. 
Yeah, buddy. Maybe this year might be just watching, but next year, you know, I I'll, I'll be right. I'll be I'll be ready to roll, and I'll be I'll be out there. I think I think this year is going to be a good year for me to get back to maybe some nice flat cross country skiing. <laughs> I think that's right. I think yeah. that's what I'll be cleared for. But you know, I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to being. I guess a spectator for the first time <laughs> and uh you know my fiance she's she's learning to ski so it'd be good for her i can give her some tips from from the house and send her up with some good stuff for her to learn and the next year we'll be able to shred together <laughs> there you go that's right you're 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 taking your time and taking the long view right yes sir and hey man i really appreciate you having me today joel yeah yeah, yeah. it was great having you on My thanks to Coach Elliot for joining the pod. I hope this podcast will help you to get your mind and body right for this upcoming ski season. For more information about Coach Elliot or the other training facilities mentioned in the pod, please see the show notes. Thanks for joining. I'm Joel Cameron, and this has been the Tahoe Ski Pod.